What does it mean to live a cultivated life? To cultivate means to nurture and grow. It also means to try to develop a skill, sentiment, or quality. Losing my daughter, Aria, taught me that life is short, that none of us knows when our days will come to an end. How do you want to live your life? Who are the people that matter to you? Living with intention and purpose while navigating grief and loss is what the Cultivated Family Podcast is all about. I realized how important compassion for myself was in grief and how important compassion is for other people in their lives. What I want to offer is a message of hope, compassion, and love. You are not alone, my friend, so let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode on the Cultivated Family Podcast. Today I have a super special guest, my husband Justin. Can you say hi? Hello. Today I wanted to talk about marriage and some things that we've both learned in marriage because today on the podcast, when the day of the podcast comes out, it is our ninth wedding anniversary. So it's been nine years that we've been married and it just feels like maybe a good time to talk about how we have learned to connect and many different things that we've learned um, even when after we have lost a child. Um, it seems like there's statistics that say that divorce is really high after child loss and I just want to kind of offer a different perspective of how when you work through things and you dig deep and you're able to come out a lot deeper and connected. So I just asked Justin to come up with three things that he's learned um, and I came up with three things and then we're going to take turns sharing them and we'll see what we come up with. So I'll go first. Um, my first thing is that you can never take marriage for granted. When we both don't believe in divorce, for us it is not an option. We just It doesn't cross our mind. It's not a part of our vocabulary. Um, it could be really easy to think that, well, you're stuck with me. There's nothing you can do about it. And we just can't take it for granted. If we start to do that, then we we start to lose our marriage. We start to lose our connection. We start to lose our connection with each other and um, making the effort to do the work that we need to do every day in marriage. So that's my number one is that we can't take marriage for granted. We really need to care for it every day. Yeah, and we've gone through some ups and downs, especially after Aria died. I think I think there were some tough times there where it's where I had thoughts about wow, this is really rough relationship. I wonder how we're gonna make it through this. But I I never just uh our foundation and our faith, I, I just never went down the path of starting to wonder if I should leave Megan and our kids. Um, it was just, this is kind of a rough time for us right now, and um, hopefully we can work through it and make it better. I just want to say, you did tell me that you don't think you love me anymore. <laughs> it was a really hard conversation we had. He told me that he wondered if he even loved me anymore and kind of was like thinking that, well, I guess I'm just stuck or married to this lady who I don't really know anymore and I don't I don't know if I love her anymore and um 
it was a hard thing to hear for me, but I feel like it shows the honesty that we could have with each other and being open and honest and communicating. Um, and, and me like acknowledging for him that, yeah, it's a hard time right now. And I'm sorry, I'm working really hard to work through the trauma and what's going on with me. Um, but it was just having a lot of conversations like that. And then even I'm so grateful for Justin to just be committed even through like such a hard time. Yeah, I, um, just thinking back on it, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's, I don't think you were the same person, you know, that you were when we got married because you went through all the trauma of finding Aria, um, and you were working through the PTSD, and there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, struggles that we had in that especially that first year after Aria died. Yeah, we did. Do you want to share your first one? Yeah, my first one I think is something that Megan um, likes a lot. I I wrote down, listen to her. She wants wants you to listen to her tell you all about her thoughts. (laughs) Well... I want you to listen to me, but I also want to communicate with you, like okay. back and forth. So I'll, I'll go to my next one. <laughs> Especially lately with with Megan, it's been um, talk to her. Yeah. She wants to hear all about what you have to say and have a fulfilling conversation. So it's not only like, I think in our relationship, it's a lot of listening. You talk a lot more than I do, I think, mm-hmm. but then you also don't want me to be this wall that you're talking to <laughs> you want to have a fulfilling conversation where it's you can hear what's going on in that guy's head mm-hmm. so. so so what have you learned <laughs> that i need to stay present in in the conversation listen to what you have to say and also tell you what's what i'm thinking too do you want to do that stuff No, that's something I appreciate deeply is having a really good conversation. So we've had a lot of conversations about this lately. Um, I think like any marriage, it's never constantly um, like everything's great all the time. I feel like we're constantly communicating um, all the time. (laughs) It's like, yeah, we have to communicate a lot. Yeah, especially if I'm kind of in a bad mood, I'll... I'll just shut down on Megan and let her talk, and then she'll realize that I'm just kind of giving her the cold shoulder and um, not saying much, and then she gets crabby and it spirals down. (laughs) It's like I've explained it a lot like this, where I will be like, if I get frustrated and I'm trying to talk to him and he he starts to shut down, the more he shuts down, the more frustrated I get, the more frustrated I get, the more he shuts down. And it's just like, um, I get frustrated because he's shutting down and he gets, he shuts down because I'm frustrated. So it's kind of a, it's a spiral that we're working on, I'd say. Yeah, I think communication, you said, I mean, it's, everyone tells you in relationships, communication's key and it, it really is. But like I'm 
I'm not very good at communicating, especially if I'm not in a good mood. My natural response is to like go deal with it by myself, but then Megan sees it and then she thinks that I'm crabby at her and then I see that she's starting to get crabby <laughs> so then I'm like, well, wh- why would I even try to communicate with her because she's just crabby so then I'm shut down even more and then she gets, yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah. Well, that's actually kind of interesting because that's one of mine is something similar to that of like staying in your own energy. I think this is something we are continually working on and I wouldn't say that I've been super great at it, but it's something I see as um, beautiful and something I'm working towards in our marriage is, is letting, if Justin gets frustrated, letting him be frustrated without me getting frustrated. Like we have gone in such a spiral of like, I get angry, Justin gets angry or frustrated, shuts down. Like he reacts to my emotional state. And if he, you know, like other times in our marriage, if he's gotten grumpy, all of a sudden my whole day is ruined because he's grumpy. And I really have found that it's a beautiful thing if I can just let Justin be grumpy and not have to fix it or not have to change it. And I can still have a great day. Like, it's a lot of work and like separation of like our energy and allowing Justin to be who he is and allowing me to be who I am. But it's something I'm not saying it's just like we're mastered it or anything. It's something that I think we can continue to work on. But the times that I have been able to like allow myself to still have a great day when Justin is frustrated, um, it's been pretty great. <laughs> it's nice to not have a spiral of like you bouncing off each other's frustrations. Yeah, and I think um, I think we we both work through things differently. Like I will like close down on myself and just think let my mind think about what I'm dealing with. And a lot of times I can bounce out of it pretty easily. Um, and then for you, if you sit there and think about it, then it just festers and <laughs> gets worse and worse in your head. But if you can talk about it, then um, I mean, it, it just gets a lot better a lot quicker. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned is that I, I need to like take a breath and talk about it with you and then it it definitely gets resolved a lot quicker and we're in a better spot yeah it definitely blows up in my mind it gets worse and worse and worse and all of a sudden I'm like do we even love each other (laughs) (laughs) can go downhill pretty fast if I don't talk about it did you have another one I did um another thing that I've learned is if we can compete with each other on doing special things for each other like Megan really loves when I plan a date night and it's totally 100% me planning it and doing it and she just shows up that's something that she really loves and I've I've learned that if I can put in the work um to make her feel special um it really goes a long way yeah I agree <laughs> that is a something that that's really huge is just competing for showing each other the most love yeah and it's she loves it we both love the the one on one time, but if I can plan it and make her feel special and she just shows up and doesn't have to drag me out the door 
to go do something. Um, it's a... When grief came into my life, I felt broken and stuck. And I often wondered if I was doing this whole grieving thing right. I was on a journey to get rid of my grief, to be done with it. And little did I know that grief is a part of my life now. And that to begin healing, I really needed to mesh my life and my grief together. That grief is this invisible person that has come to walk by my side the rest of my life, and I cannot get rid of it. So how do you mesh grief together with your life? How do you know if you are taking steps forward in your grief? This is what I help you with in grief coaching. I help you create space and awareness around your grief so you can learn to have happiness, joy, contentment, and be excited about your future. Your story is not over. I truly believe that. Your loss is a part of your story, but you have so much life left to live. If you want to do the work and you are committed to working through your grief, I am here to help you and I truly, truly believe in you. To schedule a free 30-minute call with me, you can go to www.meganhillica.com slash griefcoaching. That's www.meganhillica.com slash griefcoaching. Special time for both of us. So what do you like when I do for you? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you like when I make your lunch? Like when you make food or do, do anything for me. Rub my shoulders. You like when I pay attention to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not only me making you feel special, but no. it goes both ways. Yeah. We can both make it, compete on making each other special, feel special. This is something, though, that I just want to say we've been, I've been trying to ask Justin, how do I show you love? How do I... What do I do that makes you feel loved? It's a conversation we're still in the process of figuring out. <laughs> yeah, <nine years> in. <laughs> uh, it's a it's an ongoing conversation. I think For I sure. know, but like Justin doesn't always know himself, so it's like, okay, we gotta keep asking and figuring it out. Or I keep feeling like that. He's like, I'm good. Just leave me alone. <laughs> uh, um, my last one that I had was the the more vulnerable that you are willing to be in your relationship, that opens up space for a deeper connection and a deeper relationship. Um, as the years have gone by, I feel like, and especially with grief, it kind of has forced us to have really hard conversations, forced us to talk about really difficult things. We've had conversations where like in the middle of it, I'm like, I do not understand how we're going to figure this out. I don't know how we are so different and how are we going to come to a conclusion. But when we sit with that and keep working at figuring it out and keep communicating our thoughts, our needs, what we're feeling, what we're experiencing and working at having understanding and compassion for each other, it really, I don't know. I feel like we have the best, deepest marriage that we've ever had. Do you think so? Yeah, it goes hand in hand with, uh, like my last one. It's humbleness. Um, if you can try to remove your ego from the situation and and um, not hold yourself above anyone else, um, and just be humble in the situation, and then. Forgiveness is the most important thing in our marriage. Mm -hmm. 
if you can have that state of mind of humbleness and keep forgiveness as the most important um like everything else follows Mm -hmm. and you just yeah you just have such a deep connection and trust for each other that you're always going to be there for each other like you're always have each other's back you're always there you always forgive um some things you might have to work through maybe over and over even but it, there's that forgiveness, compassion, trust. It's just always there. And But like I said earlier, not taking it for granted. Like it's not always going to be there if you don't work at it, if you don't if you don't have those conversations, if you don't forgive, if you don't be intentional with your marriage, it's not going to be there. It's not going to stay deep and connected and amazing. and Right? Yeah, most things in a relationship don't come naturally. It's, it's a lot of work. If you're not working on the things that you're not very good at, then you know, it's not going to go very well for you. So you have to keep on every day reminding yourself what you need to work on in your relationship to make it stronger. I've often thought about how how do we, as me as a female and you as a male, we are like night and day difference. How in the world do we live together? It's like the most amazing thing, but then it's like, holy smokes, we're different. Yeah. We have a lot different going on. Yeah, it's probably from the very first time that you have a memory of me, right? You're wondering, what in the world is that guy thinking? Never heard of him talk before. That's why I started to like you, look at you, because you were so quiet. I was like, what in the world? What does somebody who's so quiet even think? What's going on in his brain? That girl never closed her mouth. Very different in many ways. Yeah. It works good, though. Yeah. Right? Definitely does. Did you have any more, or was that all? I think it was all of them. Okay. Um, I did want to, like, point out that these are obviously not the only lessons in marriage. They're not the only things we um, hold dear to us and what what's important in our marriage. I think forgiveness is the number one thing, and um, communication Um I don't know. I feel like there's some things that I talk about a lot. In marriage, I just wanted to bring up a few different things that are like kind of interesting. Um, but I would say forgiveness and constant communication are super, super huge as well. So did you have anything else to say? No. Nope. Nothing even nothing. like, <laughs> like it's been an amazing nine years together. Nothing like that. <laughs> I have to uh, go back to my... First and second one, I gotta talk to you and try to have a fulfilling <laughs> conversation. So I gotta come up with something. Yeah, uh, it's been a wonderful nine years. I mean, it's only been getting better. Um, we've had our ups and downs, definitely, especially through grief and um, the trials that we've had. But definitely feel like our our bond and the relationship, our love is. At a really strong point right now. Mm-hmm. And I just love you. <laughs> love you a lot. <laughs> oh, I love you a lot too. I I just, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. I just think it just gets better and better and better. Like, when if somebody would have told me when we first got married that it, marriage just gets better, I'd have been like, excuse me? 
can't get better than this, but it just does. When you connect and communicate and and you keep things interesting, like yeah. not getting stagnant and stale and like like I said, taking your marriage for granted. Um, yeah. So anyways, I think we can end it. Otherwise, we're just going to keep talking about talking about ourselves and all the things we love about each other. <laughs> oh. Well, anyways, thanks for coming on here with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so it it's my favorite fun, favorite <laughs> thing to talk to you. Good. Absolute favorite thing. Yeah. So anyways, thanks for listening. I'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Cultivated Family Podcast. While this episode is over, you can continue to join me in conversation on Instagram or Facebook at Cultivated Family. I would love to see you there.